0: like you, God. This morning, circumcise our ears afresh. We want to hear you, God. You are our Father. You are the good shepherd. And we need your guidance. This generation needs to hear your voice afresh. I pray the anointing lifts burdens this morning. Destroy the yokes this morning. Remove the lies of the enemy, Father. But let the anointing this morning destroy every yoke of bondage. Spirit of the living God, we wait on you to direct us, to guide us, and to lead us. There's nobody like you. Come on, you need to just pray a little bit in the Holy Ghost. Sing in the Holy Ghost if you, want, if you can. But I need a fresh word to flow over this ministry. I need a fresh word over your family and over your life right now. Let a fresh wind begin to blow. Let a fresh wind begin to blow over your children. Riba canada bose, say, Shake it under la bose under the back. Rigate under la bose and the rigate. Shake it in the libondo. Shake it under la babo, Sandalaba. Rigat under la bose and the libondo. Maratana la babo in the libondo. Riba baba can say, Riba cut at la baba over this over this city over this nation over the west grand come on pray pray like never before come on don't be foolish this morning you got an enemy that doesn't sleep you know Halloween is coming up you can sense the ramping up of demonic forces where's the church You shouldn't be asleep. You should be awake. You should be praying for your children. You should be praying for the city. You should be praying over your nations. You should be praying over your schools. You should be praying like never before. You should be lifting up your voice. Your voice should be louder than any other. Come on. Come against the work of wickedness. Come on. Come on. Stand and pray. Pray a little bit. Come on. Lift up your voice spend some time in the presence of God. Pray like never before. Come on, lift up your voice. The voice of a stranger. Our children will not follow. You want to walk? Come on. you in a war, man. You, this is not a playground. This is a battlefield. You are on a battlefield. You need to pray for your children. You need to lift up your voice. You need Stand in position, Daddy. You need to pray for your children, mommy. You gotta lift up your voice uh, over your children. You gotta declare the word of God over their homes, uh, over their church, over that school, over their education, over that university. You gotta wake up this morning. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up can you not see we in a war your children will not die on the battlefield you haven't come to sacrifice your children you need to have a word louder than the unbelief that they're dealing with her Stronger than the doubt that's in their hearts uh, Bigger than the fears that they're facing You need to have a word for your children You need to have a word spoken over your family You need to declare the word of God Over your home and over your family You cannot be silent in an hour like this You cannot be quiet This is not a playground This is a battleground And the battle is for your children to capture their hearts and their minds the devil's the pipe, pi- uh, the pipe piper. and he wants to grab the attention of this generation you better have a word for your children you better be speaking life over them there is a word stirring in my spirit this morning about the voice of God for my sheep you're my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. You need to fight this morning. You got to get onto this battlefield and begin to know that your children are in a war and they don't even know it. But you the adult. You're the matured one. Why aren't you telling your children to get to church? Why aren't you fighting for them? Oh, they want to do whatever they want to do. No, man. There are no reasons, no real reasons. People, it's just excuses. Train your children to get up. Train your children to praise the Lord. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something about the Islamic faith. I've witnessed the baby dedications. After the child, the boys circumcise everybody, girls and boys. They sing songs into their ears. They're announcing that in the spiritual realm, you're only going to follow this voice. They're not just, oh, you know, God bless you. No, no, no. They're saying for the rest of your days, you will not violate this voice. They're in a fight just to get off the system. I mean, God's voice is louder because God's doing a greater thing. No, no, I'm not bringing unbelief. I'm trying to show you that the enemy is dead serious on capturing this generation. And when they go to school, you'll see that little girl with her little notes after school going to Madrasa all being taught how to hear the voice of the stranger. You cannot come to church only twice, two hours in, on a Sunday, and think you're going to learn the voice of God. The enemy's built an ecosystem. I'm into my message already. He's built an ecosystem to capture this generation. Whether it be on PlayStations or Friends or whatever, there's a system to make sure that they don't pay attention to the voice of the Good Shepherd. I hope you're hearing me this morning because you're in a real fight for your children. I need every parent to pay attention this morning. It's a strong word from the Lord for you. You either have the voice of the Good Shepherd, or you have the rest of the world which the devil will use any other means to get them. Lift your hands toward heaven. Ask the Lord to deal with you this morning. Ask Him to circumcise your ear this morning. You want to hear Him afresh? Tell the Lord this morning, you want to hear Him afresh this morning. You want to pray over your children. You want to pray over your marriage. You want to pray, pray over, over the destiny of your grandchildren. You want, to, you, want to, you want to bring them into the ecosystem of the kingdom of God. That God's beginning to speak to this generation like never before. And release His voice over your life. Father, we're giving you all the praise and all the glory. You are the good shepherd. I pray that you'll set an anointing in this house. That'll set somebody's life on course that they will never be the same again. Never returning to bondage. Never returning to suicidal thoughts. Never returning to addiction. Never going back. And returning to the vomit of the past but that you will set them free this morning everybody shouted amen and amen come on make your voice louder than the voice of the enemy in that house in your house come on in your house make your voice louder than the enemy's voice this generation has to be armed like never before because your children are in a fight of their lives. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for revelation. The spirit of understanding. Let the anointing break yokes. I pray for my neighbor, touch your neighbor, begin to pray. Pray for them right now. Pray that God would help them hear his voice. Say, Lord, help this, my neighbor, hear your voice. Here's my brother, here's my sister. Help them to hear your voice. Let them hear the voice behind Apostle Max's voice. Let them hear you. Let them know you. Let them understand how to move with you. Let them have an impression of your spirit. Let them have a vision from you. Give them direction for their lives. But don't leave them wondering, my God. I pray, Father, that they would hear your voice today. I pray, I pray, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, give them a good hug and tell them God loves them. Let them know that they're going to fulfill their destiny. Let them know. Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. Welcome to everybody online. God bless you. Thank you for being in the house this morning. It's good to have you in the house. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Come on, give Jesus one more clap. I have a note here. Heaven on Earth Conference 2022 from the ground up. From the 18th of November to the 20th. Come on, somebody. We're going to go and we're going to reach the lost at any cost. We're going to reach this generation we're gonna go after the schools Uh, we're gonna go after the communities you need to get on board with what God is doing you need to begin to believe that we're gonna have the family saved Uh, we're gonna go after the schools Uh, we're gonna bring the children in Uh, we're gonna bring those that are unemployed in here they're gonna get employed Uh, Those that don't have money for bursaries the favor of the Lord's gonna rest upon this generation God's blessing is gonna be upon them and God's about to raise up a David God's about to raise up a Samuel God's about to raise up an Esther God's about to raise up a Ruth God's about to raise up a Mary God's about to raise up a generation from the ground up we believe in God for a tremendous harvest and our children that will come from the north the south the east and the west we trust in God for a breakthrough Trusting that a generation will begin to hear the voice of God. As we send out the voice of God over the Westland and over our city and over this place, we're calling in all the families. We're calling in the children. This place will be full. We had hundreds of people in here for a funeral. We're going to have thousands in here for our church. We are busy building it. And I'm telling you now, the children are going to come in. We are not backing down from this fight. The devil thinks we've gotten tired after that funeral. Oh, no, no, no. We're coming after our children. We want them to know the voice of God. We're going to teach them kingdom purpose and the power of the living God. You're going to invite somebody to church. You're going to bring somebody with you. This is the season from the ground up. uh, There is a prophet uh, that is stuck on a system and it doesn't even know it. How will they know unless there's a preacher? You need to preach the word. Let go let the voice of the gospel be louder than the unbelief our children are dealing with. The suicidal thoughts, the mess that they're in. How did you think that a man that was stuck on gambling was called to be a preacher? I needed the gospel preached to me. I needed somebody to tell me about Jesus. I needed somebody to go and pray over me. And they did it. And look where I am today because of someone's message. Why are you keeping quiet about your faith? Why aren't you telling your children about Jesus? Why aren't you telling your children you need to get to church? Why aren't you telling your wife? Why aren't you telling your cousins? Why aren't you telling the people? How will they know that who they really are unless you bring them into the ecosystem of God? Heaven and Earth Conference, it's going to be awesome. We have teams flying in from Cape Town. We've got worship. We've got, we got, we got workshops. We've got a place where we're going to help the youth. The business people, the leaders, we're going to raise people from the ground up and watch what God does through this conference, through someone's life. Shout it, my life will never be the same again. I haven't even gone and called big speakers. I have access to them. The Lord said, no, not this year. You're going to find ordinary people that God's going to use in a mighty way. Don't miss this conference. It's going to be life-changing. Everybody said, amen have a look at this picture for me over here um, we're busy with some objectives in the house four major objectives in the strategy of this house so you need to know exactly where we're at there's the base there's the build there's the teach and there is the reach in that order the base is dealing with all our volunteers we've been teaching quite a, quite intensely on, on, on Wednesday night Wednesday night there's only one whoo-hoo because it was tight oh my word how volunteers come into on the tree, how they come in on the system and then form part of the structure and come into sonship because your inheritance is in the roots of the kingdom and I need to teach you that. I need to train you how to grab a hold of your inheritance. Call out your surname. Your inheritance, that surname is in the roots of the kingdom and if you get it right with God, you're going to dance like David danced. Amen. You're going to dance your way because you're going to find, when I find my inheritance in the kingdom of God, God knows my children. So I pass it down from generation to generation. But somebody's going to go have to go digging in the kingdom of God and get a little dirty in the kingdom soil and be okay to pay the price for it. So that when I pass, you know, secret things belong to the lord but that which he gives to us which he reveals to us belongs to us and our children forever so you get to hand over the gifts and the way god gave it to you as a gift to your children when you die it's not even a mercedes-benz you're going to give them and a policy payout it's going to be here's your inheritance and so your children will walk in the secrets of the kingdom you must pay attention because your whole life is at stake here you get it right you, you, you're more than just money, man. You're more than a job. You're more than a title. You, there's much more to you. And that's why you're sitting here this morning. And why I'm training and developing this generation for what? Not to be just a volunteer. Not just to be a leader in the world. But to find your inheritance It's in the roots of the kingdom. Somebody say amen. So we're building the base. Working with the structure of my, of my staff, the volunteers, the leaders. It's been a little tight for the leaders. Um... And some of them are getting, you know, their toes being tramped on. But Jesus is your healer. It's all in the base. Number two is the build. We are busy building and planting. Have you seen the planting taking place? Rain only matters for those who have seed in the ground. Come on, come on, come on. I rejoiced with the rain yesterday. Amen. Amen. It's beautiful what God is doing. So when you get it right, you you know, I know, I don't know anything about agriculture. But when the anointing comes upon you and shows your inheritance, God must anoint you for agriculture. Dr. Winston knew nothing about malls, but his inheritance was in malls. So he owns malls, not one, malls. And aviation companies, and, 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 and. It's his inheritance. And that's what, David, his son, is going to walk into one day. Because if you obey and serve him, you'll spend your days in pleasure, your years in prosperity, or the other way around. In the build, I, the architects are busy, the town planners are busy. I need for tomorrow morning and this week going in, for the next stage to release the documents. We did a, um, The traffic assessment. And after the traffic assessment comes the conversation with all the neighbors of why we should have the church here. So they're concerned about the noise. I said, well, give us a building and I'll take away the noise. Keep praying for us. Come on, keep praying for us. I have a meeting with them. But to release that document to go to the next stage, this week I need 45,000 rand. Can some can a leader this morning just make sure four sons, five sons, ten sons at five thousand? But someone can make it happen. Don't don't let us get stuck with the building project. I'm we're building on many levels. Come on, we're not stuck. The money is here. Just release it. Let's get it done. Put it there. Say building project. Put on the forty-five thousand. Is it forty-five? Forty? Forty-six. It's not forty-five. It's forty-six. Make sure that you just sew so into that. And I want to thank everybody that sewed into the, the offering last week for somebody's petrol. In fact, it was more than two tanks we got last week. Come on, somebody. And then, and then the church got involved in sewing into Caslin's funeral and getting it done so that Master Them don't have any burden. Thank you very much. Kingdom Life Embassy, you've been amazing. Come on. We're praying for our family. And so the build is moving on. The base is, we are working with leaders. The teach. Are you enjoying the teaching of yesterday? I had an amazing time. You don't want to miss Saturday morning. I mean, I was so tired after the funeral the day before, but God stepped in and did something so amazing in the, in the house. There was such a rich anointing. The power of God was there. Come on, did you, were you blessed? Even those online, were you blessed? Because the teaching platform, even on a Wednesday night, we're coming in on a Wednesday, and we're teaching how the sons can come into their inheritance. Don't miss what God is doing in the season. It's so rich. It's so strong. But I'm telling you, it's teeing you up for next year. You are not going to look back ever again. In fact, it's not next year. We are in next year already. This is uh, the new year already. God has set you up. Come on. There's going to be a nine-month turnaround in your life. Everybody said, amen. Strong teaching, strong meat, but it's for the matured. So you've got to come, you've got to develop. you've You've got to two things we've discovered yesterday. It's actually three things, but the one thing is that you need to bring notes. Take some notes. Number two is you must give me time. I preached for two hours yesterday and I never felt tired. Two hours. And I was like, my goodness. And everybody in the class just sat. The Holy Spirit just hovered over everything, and he was saying, "It was so powerful." Don't miss what God is doing. Wednesday nights, we've gone a little deep. I'm, I'm changing some of the things because I've shared some things with the with the crowd. Because you got the crowd, then you got the congregation, then you got the core. There are some core, hardcore conversations with leaders last week I should never have shared with the world. So I'm changing the whole structure that in my website and on this new community kingdom platform. I'm reserving leadership teachings only for leaders. I'm putting sonship conversations only for sons. And we're going to change it because there are some people not interested in growing. And some people are not, they're confused of where they are in the kingdom. They think they're doing great because they've given God a half an hour of their time and the 55 rand they put in the offering. You know the son, we appreciate all of that, but you need to not locate you. Where are you? Before I can even preach to people, you need to locate where you are. If I can take you anywhere. I mean, you're on the end end one, right? But are you going to Pretoria? Are you going to Cape Town? It's the same highway. You need to locate yourself. You need to locate yourself through the tree. Where are you? Because there's some hard messages for leaders. And there's tough conversations because when you're dealing with with a funeral or all kinds of challenges that happen and hundreds that came in here this, this week. There's all kinds of stuff that happens on the ground that leaders and sons need to be aware of. So I'm meeting some of the sons after service this morning because pray for them. Okay. The reach is where you've been so good. We've been reaching more people because of your shares online. And we're going to reach more people because you're going to invite somebody to service. And we're going to begin to reach our communities and reach the nations and reach our partners because somebody in here actually should have their training happen at your university across the globe. I've got relationships on the other side. So your children need to, you need to know that there's a reach taking place, companies being built across the globe to help our people develop in an in a accurate way. You, 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 you cannot still be playing little hopscotch in your community. When you're sitting in a global village and your gift must make room for you and take you across the globe. So don't train your children up just for this, for South Africa and make it normal that, okay, the lights are on, the lights are off. There are nations that don't have this problem, okay? It's the reach. So right now you're going to help me reach more people. And you're going to take your cell phone out and you're going to reach somebody. Either on YouTube, you're going to subscribe and you're going to like and you're going to shade. Can you help me this morning? For anybody that's not done it, please won't you shade online. Won't you help us this morning because it's part of our objectives. I'm not trying to just Say things. It's part of my objectives to reach more people, to reach the globe, to help more people develop, to reach more families. We're raising business people. We've got Joseph's School of Business next year. We are dealing with various things. We're reaching people on various levels. We have also started the academy for next year so our youth can come into a new system. I tell you what we've done with the, with the youth for next year. You're not coming to sit and learn. You're coming to earn while you learn. I built a whole system that the children are going to pay their own way and learn responsibility from the beginning and not just sit back and say, Mommy and Daddy must do for me. We're going to train the children differently so we can develop them. So Pastor Michelle has come in. She's consulting on that level to make sure our academy comes up and running. We're dealing with government. We're dealing with various things to make sure we can take in new students and do things completely differently. So we've changed a whole bunch of things. We're into a new season. We are, things have shifted. The church is not the same. You can't still be doing church the same way. We've got to be training clique. We've got to deal, I mean, Brian's in the clique ministry this morning to help those children make sense of what happened this week. Because they got traumatized seeing the death of this girl. So you're dealing with all kinds of fight, mommy and daddy. They're in a real fight for your children. So this morning I want to teach on The voice of God. It's my sheep hear my voice. And so thank you for the 46,000 rand. The card machines are there. You can do it now. Get it done. Don't make us wait for stuff. Just you sons. You, You belong to this house. We're in a war. And part of you being in business is that you form part of the war chest. That means I can't go to war broke. We need some guns, we need some buildings, we need some parking lots, we need some buildings for our children. We need, we need the this, this, this structure to go up so our children can live in a place and saying, this is kingdom excellence. Please say amen to that. So we're fighting a couple of things. One of them is, of course, how many matric- when are the matriculants starting to write, Michelle? This week? 31st. We've got to pray for them. The other one, of course, at the same time is Halloween. You're dealing with different kinds of voices. So when you come into the kingdom of God, you need to understand that the voice of God is not for a pastor, apostle, and a a prophet. I mean, we have an intense encounter encounter with God. It should be because I need to be clear about direction for your life. So God is going to speak to me about vision and direction, and the like, but you need to know that you, as a new covenant believer, have got the blood bought right to hear the voice of God for yourself. You with me? So, when you're dealing with your salvation, and I want to say this again, I said it at the funeral your children don't have a drug problem. They have a voice problem. What do you mean, apostle? It means that they're not on drugs. They're on someone's voice. A voice led them to the drugs. And now that voice is feeding them. When a young girl gets involved with the wrong relationship... It's not that she's sleeping around or whatever. It's that she's listened to the wrong voice. For anybody that is suicidal, you don't die by suicide. You die by listening to the wrong voice. You can't risk your children listening to just anybody's voice. It's the reason why God gave you a church, gave you a kingdom, got you involved in an ecosystem so that your children can live listening to the voice of God. So one of the greatest benefits of our salvation has to be that hearing God speak to us personally. That God would speak to you? The creator of the universe would make His voice available to you. John 10.10, very powerful. Can you go with me there? Go, to, go with me to from verse verse 7, or I think it is verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. What He's saying to you is that You're coming in through a door. When you get born again, I am the door of the sheep. But you're coming into an ecosystem where all the sheep must go and pasture. It's a door that you entered. Many people go to church and every week they celebrate the door. Oh, Jesus, thank you for saving us. They come to the door every Sunday. Oh, you're so amazing. Oh, your name is so awesome. Oh, you're so wonderful. Thank you for your favor. Oh, thank you for saving me. Oh, thank you for saving me. All they do is they go to the door every Sunday. He says, I am the door of the sheep. Most people only celebrate the door. We were called living life ministries because that's all we knew. Until we heard the voice of a shepherd saying, Why did not you come through the door? Why don't you come through and begin to work in the ecosystem of where not only one person hears the voice of God, but everybody gets to hear the voice of God. Why your children need to come to church. Why your family, you can bring all of them, and you're coming not just to church, you're coming into an ecosystem of the kingdom of God. Next verse. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. You need to understand there is only... Oh Lord, help me this morning. God is the only one who is sovereign. God doesn't get His thoughts from someone else. We all have, not need, we all have an overlord. That means somebody is speaking to you this morning. You know this generation they're being raised up and saying, I got my own mind. And the the parents say, this child's got their own mind. Oh no, they don't. They're listening to the devil. If the word of God and the voice of the shepherd is not speaking to them, don't you ever believe the lie that you're an independent. Because the one who said he was independent is found in Isaiah chapter 14. He says, I will lift myself up. I'm going to exalt myself above the heavens. And God said to me, and he says five times, I, I, I. God says five times, you, 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 under our feet. He is the one calling you to independence. It's a stranger's voice. And it sounds like it's you because he speaks to you, not in the third person, like to say, I am the devil. Say this. You'll never do that. He's, not, he's no fool. He speaks to you in the first person like it's your thoughts. Let me give you a piece of my mind. No, no, you're speaking like the devil. You are representing the devil, not God. Because there's no in-between. You're either listening to the voice of God, or you're listening to the voice of the devil. Because you were made, all of us were made to have an overlord. All of us. Sounds like you, but it's not even your thoughts. There's no original thought. There's nothing new under the sun. You're claiming it's yours. Nah. When you spend time in the presence of Almighty God, He gives you the desires of your heart. It doesn't mean I call for a a, a Mercedes Benz, God gives me. That's not what the scripture means. It means that when I spend time in His presence, He plants His thoughts, His desires in my heart. That's what it means. Now when I get up from his presence, I have his thoughts inside of me. I have his idea. That's why you worship. It's an ecosystem to get God's thoughts. To get his, so thoughts turns into ways. So I begin to hear his voice. So I begin to develop and and discover who he really is. So when you get born again, it's not just that you get saved for heaven. It's that you're coming into an ecosystem and why you need to build your children around the same. Why well, have a look at the scripture. Really interesting. Really interesting. Verse 9, please. I am the door. If anyone enters, enters by me, he will be saved. And then do what? And go in and find pasture. It means you're going to go into an ecosystem where you can feed differently. Where you can get into an abundant life, where you begin to think differently as a family, where you begin to process the word of God differently. That's why you sit and you take notes. That's why you go to church. That's why you belong to a a, a, a group of, of believers. Why? Because the rest are unbelievers. In fact, let me just say it: the rest, everybody believes. Even an unbeliever, an atheist says, "I don't, I don't believe anything." You lie. You got more faith than me Because you believe there's no God And that takes a lot of faith That's for another day The thief does not come except To steal What's he after for your children? To steal To kill and to destroy How does he do that? Through his voice If you are not submitted to the voice of God You've got his voice You're listening to his voice When Jesus comes to you to give you life, life in abundance to the full and that it overflows. He does it how? Through his voice. He's going to lead you into pastures green. He's going to lead you into business. He's going to lead you to the right church. He's going to lead you to the right relationships. He's going to tell you which way because he's leading you into pastures green. Oh, this thing about being born again, Jesus being the door. It's such a narrow conversation. Listen to me. The door is narrow, but the posture is huge. Come on, there's plenty in daddy's house. You need to get happy this morning. There's plenty in daddy's house. The abundant life is not just that I get saved. It's that my mind is renewed. And I come in on the ecosystem of the kingdom of God so that I can experience it. So if your mind is never renewed, how are you ever going to experience the abundant life? So have a look at this. There can be no intimate relationship with our heavenly father without it. No salvation. You're not part of my sheep. For my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. They, I don't follow them. You follow me. I know about your destiny. I know how to get you there. I know how to get the church sorted. I know how to get your business sorted. I know how to fix your family if you can follow me. But the number one thing in switching systems, the first thing is to hear his voice. You can't switch systems without having your ear circumcised. Let me get into the word. So, we say it is easy for us to speak to Him. But the average Christian has a hard time hearing His voice. This is not the way the Lord intended it to be. Learning to clearly distinguish God's voice is invaluable. Instead of going through life blindly, we can have the wisdom of God to guide and protect us. You know that the worst marital problem today, the worst situation in today, one word from God can change your situation. You can gain the wisdom of God this morning in the service and you can change your financial status. I just have the sense that in nine months, someone's going to be debt free. I've been saying that yesterday and I'm saying, how's God going to do it? God's going to do it through a word. If you have sickness or disease, one living word from the Lord will instantly heal you. If you're in a financial crisis, the Lord knows exactly how to turn your situation around. It's just a matter of hearing His voice. Listen how powerful this thing gets. Here's something radical that really—I thought about this yesterday. I'm thinking, my goodness, I never preached it this way. Have a pay attention to this. He says. Jesus speaking as himself as a shepherd of the sheep and the only way into the sheepfold. He says, to him the porter opens and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. And the stranger they will not follow. Listen to verse 3 please. Chapter 10 verse 3. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Listen to the scripture. He didn't say you can hear his voice. He did not even say that you should hear his voice. He made this emphatic statement that his sheep do hear his voice. Most Christians would question the accuracy of the statement. there's nothing wrong with Jesus said Jesus is speaking to every one of us because when you get saved you form part of his family and he's speaking the problem is not God speaking he's speaking to you right now what's the problem let me give you an example you want to hear his voice I really want to hear Rainbow and the radio station this morning Father I pray that I can hear Rainbow Station this morning. Open up my ears. Lord, I can't hear what is going on, but I need to hear them. What's wrong with the prayer? Is it foolish? Please say yes. Because what's the problem? Say it to me. Say, say pastor, say apostle. Say just tune in. Say Rainbow is playing the whole day. The problem is that you can't hear them because you're not tuned in. Are you listening that God is speaking to you? The problem is that you are not tuned in. You got too many other radio stations playing. You got too many other voices playing. And when God is speaking, you're not hearing Him. You're not hearing the direction. Because God is speaking to you all the time. You are listening to everybody else. My sheep. Hear my voice. The first thing we need to do is you need to fix your receiver. God is transmitting. Rainbow's transmitting. The reason why you're not hearing them this morning is because you're not tuned into rainbow. That's a good advert for you. Humphrey, you owe me one. Here's what you need to go to. Uh, Let me start preaching. If you want to hear the v- word of God, then the logos, which is the written word of God, the logos must become your logic. It's an ecosystem. The Bible and the church and the songs and praying in the Holy Ghost and the water baptism and, and, and all that goes with it and being volunteering and leadership and sitting under the word and being with the right counselors it's an ecosystem you don't come to church You are the church. You carry the ecosystem wherever we go because you have the mind of Christ, you have the wisdom of God, and you have the logic because now the Logos must become your logic. You're looking for a word from God? Then when you read the Bible, it is called the Logos. When God speaks to you, He gives you a word from the Word of God. Uh, Somebody hearing me this morning. It's called the Logos. When I stay in the Logos and I begin to study the Word of God, and I read Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I read John chapter 10, the Lord is the, the good shepherd. He's guiding him in his what am I doing? I've now changed systems because I've allowed the logos to become my logic. So when you speak to me, I'm only going to respond to you by the word of God. I'm going to counsel you based upon the word of God. I'm going to discipline you by the word of god i will not let the word depart from my mouth i'm gonna meditate on it day and night so i can do what's written in it why because everybody shout the logos has become my logic because the devil will fight you with your no understanding and the world will tell you you can't but I found that there is another system, it's found the kingdom of God and now I'm in the kingdom and everything I do is based upon what his word says, my logic is now his logos the logos has become my logic so don't ask me a question if you don't want an answer from the word of God, don't come and sit you if you don't want me to preach to you because we are in the logos and we love walking through the Word of God and we love maturing in the Word of God and we can sit two hours on a Saturday and we can sit three hours on a Friday and we can have another two hours on a Wednesday and we can do it again Sunday morning because this is logic this is our new system we in the Word of God and we are walking through the Bible and we are announcing That we know who we are. We are not what the devil says we are. We are what God says we are. And when I need direction, I go for not just logic, but a rhema word. I get a word from the word. Stop messing around with your children's and gambling with your children's lives. Only two worlds, man. Kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light. Stop treating the church like some little side chick. It must become your life. And you must brag about her. And marry her. Everybody shout, give us this day our daily bread (laughs) I feel so sad for some beautiful Christians with great gifts that came in here to come and fetch a little breakthrough and left and walked out by the door but the pastures here whatever you're going through a word this morning for somebody is going to give you a new relationship going to give you a new business going to give you healing why? Because God's going to give you a word from His word. God will not give you anything that will violate His word. Oh Lord, I need to preach. Oh, be still and know that I am God. Okay. I think on Wednesday night we're going to go a little deeper into hearing the voice of God. Get on, online. I, maybe, maybe ah, I'm not even going to say it. Too far away. Let's deal with this. Now hear me parents, I'm going to teach something this morning that you need to pay attention please. A child gets handed over to teachers from creche through to university taught in an ecosystem for one reason only to hear the voice of the teacher and to obey it. And based upon how well they learn or year and can explain it or even they examined about what they heard they get they pass and you have not had one lesson in your house of how to hear the voice of God and your children are stuck on the system and get into depression there's nothing good out of that world system if you make that your priority your children will fail in life Why do you think a man will have an affair? It's because he's into a voice. You think you can keep your husband? I'm telling you, I am your wife, I can. You really think so? He's going to need a voice from above to say, son, that's not your wife. Go to church. Don't make the church your enemy because that is only the devil will tell you that take your, let me get into the Word, let me get into the Word. Your child's degree is not the most important thing. The A grades are wonderful, but that's not the most important thing. Let them get an A in hearing the voice of God. How do you do that, Apostle? I'm going to give you two scriptures, two places we're going to go to. One is going to deal with Jesus. As a young boy, don't you believe the lie that you must be an apostle, a pastor, and, and that you can't hear the voice of God at a young age. So, we in the book of Samuel, first Samuel chapter 1. There is a man by the name of Elkanah, and he has two wives, Penina and Hannah. You know the story. Penina has, has children, but Hannah doesn't. But Hannah then finally goes and makes a vow and said, Lord, if you open up my womb, I'll give this boy to you. He's the boy that you know that when he spoke, his words never, God never allowed his words to fall to the ground. He all, God made sure his words always hit target. It, it, it got to the point of where he could have fulfilled his purpose, and when he spoke, it was done. His name is Samuel. He's the prophet. But you know him as the one that gets to hear the voice of God. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 24. Now, when she had weaned him, so she's done, she weans him from her breast, and she took him up with her three bulls. Now, she promised God that she'd give him this boy one ephah flower and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the lord in shiloh and the child was young so please hear me young ones you can hear the voice of god at a young age you can teach your children to hear the voice of god at a young age mommy and daddy come on you can all you have to do is take your children and leave them in the presence of where the ecosystem allows god to speak into their lives Uh, don't you ever believe the lie ah you know uh, Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. Eli is the the priest. And she said, oh Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord for this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition which I've asked of him may the Lord grant you your petition somebody is looking for a baby and trusting God for the fruit of the womb we're going to pray over that in the name of Jesus but you can buy next year this time if you can make a vow to God and say I, I think for some people I told some people I said sometimes it's not just that you know you don't, you, you don't have a husband or you don't have a baby it's maybe is God not waiting for a vow from you to say God that this child will grow up in the house of God that this child will hear no other voice uh, that the child will be found uh, in the presence of a living God come on somebody shout an amen in this church therefore I also lent him to the Lord as long as he lives he shall be lent to the Lord so they worshipped the Lord there Leave your children in the presence of the Lord. Don't you tell your child, don't make them used to not going to church. It's tough, it's bad. The child gets noisy in church, it does not matter. You need to learn to teach your children what it looks like in the house of God. Let them play around the altar. Let them come and learn the protocols of how to worship the Lord. Let them be taught around offerings. Let them be taught how to lift their hands. Don't you leave your children to the world to raise them up. they either in the world system or they in the kingdom of God. Don't you tell your children oh, whatever you want to do, that is a rebellious spirit. You're going to say, honey, I am telling you now the day is coming when you may be 20 or 21 and you're out of this house and you can go and do what you want to do. But while you're in this house and while you're under my roof, this is Sunday morning and we're going to go to the house of God because I'm not going to allow the devil to speak louder to you than the word of God and the man of God you need to shout amen in this church I'm dealing with the devil that thinks he can speak louder over your children now let's move forward pick it up for me in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 now the boy Samuel is a boy man He's not a man. He's not a prophet. He's not an apostle. He's not a bear. He's a boy, but he's ministering. Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was, rare in those days there was no widespread revelation. Oh, there's so much to speak upon on that. It came to pass that at the time when Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow dim. What does that mean? He stopped having revelation. When your children got no revelation, as you have as a father, you got no revelation in the word of God. Your family's in trouble. I need a fresh word from God every morning. There's got to be revelation in this house. You pray for me. Come on, somebody. You pray that the apostle always walks with fresh manner from heaven. Fresh revelation. Pray this morning. Pray for me. Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes began to grow so dumb that he could not see. When you don't have light When a priest doesn't have light, when a father doesn't have light in his home anymore, your family's in trouble. And before the lamp of the Lord went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and he answered and said, here I am. The Lord called Samuel, so he runs to Eli because he doesn't know this is the voice of God. Eli said, here I am. He said, and he said, here I am for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. I did not call Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And he answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. What are you getting this morning? You're getting a revelation. The word is being revealed to you that when God calls you in the morning, you're going to know that this is the voice of the living God because God is always speaking. Is someone hearing me this morning? Verse 8 says, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, You, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say. When God speaks to you, you must, when he calls you, what must you say? Pindukulu. Speak, Lord. Say it. Now listen. You were made for fellowship. In the beginning of time, Genesis chapter 3 lets you know that Adam and Eve hid from the voice of God because they were afraid. They had sinned. And I'm watching people that even though their sin has been not covered but taken away through the cross, they're still hiding from the voice of God because you were taught in religion. You were made to have fellowship with God so God can wake up in the morning at 2 o'clock and He can speak to you. I said He's going to speak to you tomorrow morning at 2 o'clock. He's going to wake you up at 2 o'clock. You will come back and testify. I am telling you he's going to wake you up at 2 o'clock. Why? Because then all the voices are silent. So you can hear his voice. In the still, he, he speaks to you in the still of the night. Oh my goodness. Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be. You must say, speak Lord for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. God gives him word. The Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, Speak for your servant ears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will, it will tingle. So God goes and judges Eli's house for this reason. He says, Tell Eli in the day that I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to the end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows. That God, I spoke to him already privately and he's not listening to me. God speaking all the time. He says, now go and tell him. I say, because he doesn't listen to me, I'm going to judge his house. This is why I'm going to judge his house. Because when his sons went and created perverted things around the altar, he didn't rebuke them. He never used his voice. Don't you keep quiet when your children are going off track and you keep quiet. You're going to get judgment for that. The people don't like me because like, you know, why did the apostle shout at them and you shouldn't have done it? That I am a father and I'm not going to be judged because I never spoke to you. I'm going to tell you what the Lord has given me so that you can take it to your family and tell your children, listen to me, listen to this apostle. I am telling you, your generation is in trouble. They need to hear your voice. I didn't say beat them. I'm coming to tell you that you take the word of God to them and you say, listen to me. I'm telling you now you need to fix this thing in your life because this is the word of God. Don't you make me keep silent because I'm not going to keep silent. God judged him because listen to this. He knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. Are you restraining your children? Are you using your voice that God needs in your home to speak to your children? Or let them drink, let them sleep around, let them do. Are you bringing correction? I cannot tell you the number of times I've had my son against the wall. My daughter. I say, this is not God. Are you hearing me? Why are you being so hard? This is not God. When I rebuke my sons, well, those that claim to be, you must be able to can apologize and set things right because whom the Lord loves He corrects. What kind of a son would you be that God can't correct you, that you can't apologize? Because the only thing I got for you is the Word of God. Is my voice that I you need to believe that you heard from me because your destiny is decided by the voice you've chosen to follow. The voice you trust is taking you to where you want to, wherever you. I mean, if you if you've not restrained or heard the voice of God. Or don't have a man to speak into your life. So you see, this this man, let me go past all of this. Because this, God raises up this man, this prophet by the name of Samuel. And the people start crying out for a king. And God wants to be Israel's king, but they don't want God. They want to see a man in the flesh. So God says, fine. He says to Samuel, he says, go and anoint Saul. So Saul is their leader and Saul is taking over and he's leading them. And so... God's given this, this this man an instruction and he says you now need to go and when you deal with this enemy called the Amalekite He says take the Amalekites and tell them don't when you when you deal with them they're such a wicked people kill everything don't don't keep the sheep don't keep the best don't keep the king destroy them I taught on that on Wednesday night. Remember when Moses was standing up on the mountain with Aaron and her? The enemy they were fighting on the ground was the Amalekites. The Amalekites, you fight them from generation to generation. It's such a wicked spirit because that spirit goes after the weak and the lame that's part of God's people. And he attacks them from behind. Anybody that's lagging behind, it's such a, it it makes you weary. That's why Moses' arms became weary. It's the same spirit. I move on. So God tells this king, you need to go and deal with this spirit. You know it's not natural. In the New Testament, you are dealing with this thing. It's the spirit. It says, deal with this group of people because they're wicked. They hate everything about the kingdom. They hate the man of God. They hate his marriage, his children. And it's a, it's a wicked spirit. What he does was, he goes and he saves the king. And he keeps the best for himself. And he pretends like he served God. Let's read. I want you to pick up 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 17. Read with me because I want you to see this. So Samuel said, Why have you done what you've done? When you were little in your own eyes, and you were not head of the tribes of Israel, and did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Why did you disobey His voice? Now the Lord sent you on a mission. And said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Because all God's got for you is His voice. My sheep, you're my voice. If you're going to follow after God, the number one thing is, if you're going to switch systems, is that you need to obey the voice of God. And if you haven't learned yet the voice of God, get into the presence of God, Get a, find yourself a man of God that hears the voice of God so we can train you up to hear the voice of God. Why did you not swoop down on the spoil? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? Did the Lord not say, give that as your tithe and your offering? And Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord had sent me and brought back the king Ag- Agag, king of, Amal- of Amalek, I've utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took off the plunder, sheep and oxen. Who did? The people. The best of the things which they should have, I've utterly destroyed, to sacrifice to the Lord, your God in Gilgal. As a man of God, man, stop blaming everybody else. Take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for what's going on in your mind. Take responsibility for your walk with God. So Samuel said, as the Lord, uh, uh, Has the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? As in obeying the voice of the Lord. You want to bring an offering afterwards. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed than the fat of rams. It's like, I'll, I'll just give God an offering afterwards and say, sorry. No, no, no. You're disobedient. The number one thing that God has got, is not for you to bring an offering. is to hear His voice and obey it. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because you've rejected the word of the Lord, He has also rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words. You disobeying God and His word disqualifies you for the kingdom. You can never switch systems until you begin to hear the voice of God and obey it. Listen to what he said. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned and I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words. Because what? I feared the people and obeyed their voice. You get elected because of the voice of God. You get demoted because you disobey the voice of God. All you have is the voice of God. As a born-again believer, you don't have anything else. I got nothing else but to tell you what God gave me this morning. Obeying His voice. And letting whatever He told me to tell you, I've got to give it this way and now some might not like it and others might accept it, others might repent, others might not. But that's not the point. I've come here with the voice of God to let you know that this is what God is saying for you and your children. Now your children might not like you. I, I... Daddy, why are you speaking? I'm not going to be your friend. I am not your friend. I am the voice of God in your life that needs to let you know you are my responsibility. And I have a responsibility to tell you the thing that you're doing is not of God. You need to fix your life. You need to fix that's not the girl. She's not part of the kingdom. You need to make your life right. And this is the word of the Lord. Don't let the Lord judge you for not speaking to them. let's hop quickly. Verse 35. Then Samuel went no more to see Saul. You be careful when you have nobody that's got a voice of God speaking to you, come to you no more. You be careful because Samuel, when God says, you're still mourning over this this man that's rejected me, that doesn't obey my voice that can't give offerings when I tell him, when I say, this is the ecosystem to save him and his children's children, and he refuses me. He says, why don't you go, and just, why are you mourning about something that I've rejected? Everybody can thank the Lord this morning that we are under a new covenant. Come just thank the Jesus for the blood of Jesus, because there's another chance in this place. And he says, Samuel went no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul And the Lord regretted he had made Saul king over Israel Because God didn't promise your business to flourish He never promised you anything He gave you His word and He finds And He promotes people based upon how they respond to the voice Of God I'm standing here because of the voice I I left the big insurance company with lots of money Because I heard the voice and when I said no to God and I said I can't do it and, and the Lord says you are rebellious not you afraid you are a, being a rebel and the Lord said to this to me I'll kill you you will die and then I said yes to God and every step has been like I'm fearful I'm anxious is this the right thing the whole way the Lord says to me, why did not you just trust me, man? Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. But to trust and obey. Come on, lift sing it louder. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 5, lets you know that Samuel so Samuel dies and Saul is still king, but he's been stripped of his kingship and David's being raised already. So God, so he goes, uh, just look at this. When Saul saw the arm of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him. When the Lord stopped speaking to you, you're in trouble. Either by dreams, God can you speak to me through an impression, can you give me a voice, can you give me, can you give me a word, can you give me an apostle, can you give me a prophet when, when, when they're no longer in your corner, you're in trouble. Either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets, I mean God just stopped altogether. You gotta be, you you gotta be so nervous. You gotta be, you gotta re- repent, you gotta run there and say, I need to hear your voice. It's a dangerous place because there are only two worlds. One where God is speaking to you or when the other one where the devil is speaking to you. Have a look at it. Then Saul said to his servants, find me a woman who is a medium. Huh? Now you must go and read tarot cards. Now you must go in and read tea leaves. Now you must kind, now you open up yourself to a whole demonic world because God's not speaking there are only two places you're either hearing God's voice or you're getting involved in demonic activity ah man Halloween is so innocent it's just little games for the children keep going because you see when that thing comes in once you don't really see the effect of it that thing will grow on you it will grow in your family And then when that little child that is so, oh, no, got her own way, and, 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 when she's 18 and says, I will sleep with whoever I want to, and I will do whatever I want to, and then you will, I want to see how you would applaud her still. When she swears back at you, because you open up the door to demonic Look, I still believe in the blood of Jesus. I still believe that his word works. Sir. I still believe that he's the good shepherd. And I'm going to stay right under the blood. Who is anybody with me this morning? I'm going to bring my children and I'm going to bring them right under the blood. I'm going to say, child, I know it's one day. But that devil can mess with you one day. He can mess your whole life because of one day. Today, it looks like I'm a bad mother. But I'm going to keep you under the blood, my child. We're going to stay right under the blood. Where the devil can do us no harm You need to shout amen mommy You need to shout and take your children And put them under the blood of Jesus Because if you think the devil is playing fair Let me end my story and you'll find out He says find me a woman Go to her and inquire of her And his servant said to him In fact there is a woman who is a medium at Endor So Saul disguised himself when he says Please conduct a seance for me a seance and bring up for me the one whom I shall... I mean, now he has got to consult the demonic realm to get dreams and to get impressions and to hear the voice of God. Let me end. I have made my point. You're either with the shepherd or you were with the one that is a thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Only two worlds. You don't have an original thought. It's a lie. It's a lie. Question you ask yourself, whose voices are you allowing into your life and into your home? Whose voice are you entertaining? Let me end. 1 Samuel 31 verse 4 to 6. Let me show you how it ends. Samuel who was a king that had the prophet in his life, that had the voice of God, that followed, that was supposed to follow after God. This is how his life ends. Then Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword, and thrust me through with it. Lest these uncircumcised men come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell. He committed suicide on the sword. What is the sword? The sword is the ecosystem. The sword is the word of God. How many people have fallen on the word of God? Close their Bible and say, We don't believe in the Bible anymore. We don't believe in church anymore. We don't believe in a prophet anymore. Our children don't have to go to Sunday school anymore. What have they done? They've fallen on the sword. They've fallen on the word of God. They've shut it. The ecosystem, to hear the voice of God, to get your blessing, to get your increase, to bring your children, raise them up, to hand over a blessing, to hand over a frame, means that I don't come alone to church. I bring my children with me, and as long as you are under my roof, you're going to travel with me, and we're going to go to church, we're going to get up early, and we're going to stay in the ecosystem. Don't you be the father that goes and falls on the sword and closes the Bible, because you've just destroyed their destiny. Here is the revelation, because the same sword and this... the. the Who killed Saul? The Amalekites. The people he refused to kill, killed him. The thing that you refuse to deal with in your life concerning the voice of God, where you have an opportunity to deal with the voice of God. If you don't get in on this and begin to train yourself and your children around the voice of God, that voice will kill your children. There is a time to kill. When that voice walks into my house and said, did you look at your wife? She's not really getting, you know, she's you know, she's she's this and she's that. And look at this other girl. She looks so much better and she looks so much younger. And this girl is smiling with me on the plane and she's greeting me and she's like, how are you doing, honey? I'm like, your devil. You better get out of here because I have the word of God on the inside of me. You see that woman over there? I'm going to love her. I've made a covenant with my eyes. I'm going to love no other woman. She is... And I am telling you that if you think that she's getting older, she's getting younger and I'm going to take her back to New York and I'm going to dress her again and I'm going to say, now take a turn, turn around, honey, turn around. Let me do this thing because my eyes upon you. Why? You don't get in on a fair because of a woman. You get in on affair because of the voice uh, that's going on in your head. Uh, you don't get on drugs uh, because of the taste that nice. Uh. You get on to drugs uh, because of the voice that spoke to you about the drugs. You don't get into gambling because you think you're going to win. You get in because the voice told you you're going to get rich. If you don't kill it. It will kill you. And not just you. It will kill your children too. Whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice are you entertaining? I fight for my frame with everything inside of me. I fight for my belief system. Because you think that, ah, no, no, I'm telling you that girls can. You 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 think that the devil doesn't come tomorrow morning, you know the anointing is like he comes with a voice. Do you know how many times he's told people that's even online, don't go to church. Whose voice is that? You think it's you? You're not that smart, honey. (laughs) Yes, he's The devil's got you, he's got your family. He's not even looking after you, he's looking after your children. He says, I've got that. If I can grab a hold of him, and you say, You see how he preaches. And, you know, the church, and, you know, it's hot there, and, you know, and, and it's loud, and, and Aaron sings too loud, and, and then Tashira comes on, and, and who's saying that to you? Whose voice is that? Oh, just let the children sleep in. Oh, just one more week. Now the habit is formed. Now you tell me let's go to church. Why now? You then left us, Daddy. For all these seven years. Now you're in a hurry to come and fix my life. No, you serve God. Because you wouldn't obey the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice. I'm saying it one more time. Saul didn't die by suicide. He died by listening to the wrong voice. My sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. You see, this morning when I woke up and my body says, you're going to go and preach again? And the devil says, are you sure? And I can't open up my eyes. My wife says, I need 6.30, you must get up now. Been up all night. Like, oh Lord, give coffee, make it strong. Throw me in the pool, do something with me. And the devil says, "Ah, what's the point? You're too tired. Then I begin to speak to my mind. And I say, that's not the Lord. I'm not going to entertain you. My body doesn't feel like it. But the Lord, the joy of the Lord is my strength. He is my counselor. How am I going to preach? He's my wisdom. He is my strength when I'm weak. What am I doing? I'm entertaining the ecosystem of the kingdom of God and says I'm not getting out of the kingdom of God, not for the devil, not for an enemy, not for anybody else. I'm gonna stay right under the blood, I'm gonna stay in his word, I'm gonna stay with God's people. And I was hoping somebody would jump to their feet this morning and they would begin to celebrate the Lord with me because we're in an ecosystem where we're hearing the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger. We will not follow, we're gonna sow our seed. We're gonna jump for joy. We're gonna bless his name. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, I need the parents. You're gonna shout to the Lord this morning. I'm gonna enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Whose voice are you listening to this morning? Whose voice are you entertaining? please hear me, that Bible closed and the church you don't belong to means you belong to a stranger. He said, my sheep, hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Anything out of God's word means that the devil has got you, whether it be through your PlayStation, whether it be through your mates, whether it be through other relationships, Blessed is the man who walks out in the council of the ungodly. Blessed is that man. She comes back with her friends. She's married to you. And all the other girls are unhappy in their marriage. Others are divorced. And she spent three hours with them. And she walks in there and she gives you a look. Are you just like those other men as well? It's like, hey, hey, I'll dry that spirit out. Yes, I'll the slap, may I, spirit, if you don't let it go. Because I know those are spirits that speak. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The picture you have, that selfie that you got with you and your friends, is a picture of your future. You don't hang around with fools. There's an ecosystem called the kingdom of God where we worship the king of kings and you're going to help me this morning and we're going to bless the Lord. Come on, raise your voice and you're going to praise the Lord because here is a place where we're going to sing psalms, songs, psalms, spiritual hymns, hymns. The Bible says you create an ecosystem where the word of God speaks louder than any other voice in your life. My sheep, hear my voice. I need to end with this. I got water baptism happening in two weeks. Can I quickly show you something? Please be seated for one minute. It's really important. Matthew chapter 3 quickly. Just keep worshipping. Matthew chapter 3. Work with me guys quickly. I need to end. Thank you Jesus. In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's got a message for this is he who was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice he stood in the wilderness is a voice crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John himself was clothed in camel's hair. There's revelation on every one of them. Let's move past that quickly. Then, Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to the voice and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to the baptism, he said, Bruce of Vipers who want you to come flee from the wrath to come, keep moving forward. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Keep going. Keep going. Thank you, Jesus. One more. Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Two baptisms: one is water. The other one is the Holy Ghost. Baptism of fire. Spirit of God. He'll baptize you. Keep going. His winning fan is in him, in his hand. Keep going, please move with me. I'll tell you when to stop. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. The question you have to ask yourself, I want to know when you got water baptized. I'm teaching you how to hear the voice of God. Watch. John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you are coming to me. Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so for now, for thus it is fitting for all to fulfill, for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. But when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice. I am talking about when was the day you got water baptized? Because I am telling you now by the Spirit of God. Your water baptism has got to do with two things. Your obedience in the water. Two things. One is it fixes your identity. Listen to the word. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, "This is my beloved son. This is why you were called. This is your identity. Number one, a water baptism gives you your identity. You don't know really who you are until you come get born again, and you get water baptized. Number two, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You now begin to hear the voice of God. Now Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. Two things happens to you. Don't ignore it. Let me give you one testimony quickly. More than a year ago, we started having this kind of message around baptism and the like and the the kingdom. And it was really rough because many people weren't coming back to church and it was all kinds of stuff. And God was doing a work. And we were having water baptism, but I just felt the power of God in the place. And this is, I called for people, I said, we're going to get water baptized. Before that happened, all kinds of challenges in my own home. Michelle and Graham's in all kinds of fight themselves. I asked them, John the Baptist had a message. The message was, this is the kingdom. The same reason why Jesus came. He came with the message of the kingdom. The next logical step is to get water baptized. And I asked Michelle and Graham, I said, in fact, I didn't even tell them. They just came that morning, they were going to get into the water. But Michelle said, when she woke up, she says, I feel we have to get water baptized this morning. Tasman runs in, she calls, she says, I feel I have to be baptized this morning. But you were baptized. No, no. We have an understanding about the kingdom message. You see, everybody was baptizing. All the leaders were baptizing. They would go and sit with various leaders and find what their message was. And so John the Baptist, his message was the kingdom. And so when they gave him the message of the kingdom, they would say, yes, I accept you as my leader. Now baptize me into the message. That's why Jesus baptized into the message of the kingdom. He preached the same. I told Graham and Michelle, I said, months before, they said, I'm telling you now, what's in my spirit, the Lord says, you're not going back to the old company. You can if you want to. And there was a time when they were crying so hard, I said, then just go back to the old company and God will make a way. But God wants to move you forward. But they struggled with it. That day they got into the water. That same day, Tasman got into the water. Got baptized into the message of the kingdom. And their ears were opened to a new dimension. Then for the first time, God makes a way for Tasman to get into Chicago and hear of the word. I mean, Tasman's preaching more to me about what happened in Chicago. She says, did you listen to Leroy Thompson? Go back to this word. What happened to her? She was listening to strangers before. And then she said, I need to just make right with God and be baptized in the water. And when she came up, all of a sudden the voice of God is so clear in her life. All of a sudden, Michelle says, oh, I've been called to be a teacher. She was told that when she was eight years old, man. It's all in her family. How come she's only coming into it now? After water baptism. When did you get water baptized? You see the problem with that, it it sounds too simple. How can I hear God's voice? It sounds too simple, yet it's obeying His voice. It's not difficult. It's just the devil said to you, don't get water baptized. First don't get saved. And I don't, I don't give offerings. You know, offering time comes and there's a thousand right in your pocket and there's 10,000. Who's going to tell you to give a thousand? The devil. God will always want you to be generous and give more. Oh, you're so quiet. When you're in the ecosystem. Water baptism, man. We're going to be doing water baptism on the 6th of November. And I want this church so full. It's going to be the largest water baptism we've ever had. Because you're going to be baptized into a message. And you're gonna to begin to hear the voice of the good shepherd, and he's gonna lead you wherever he guides you. When you get when he got out of the water, he started walking differently. He went into the wilderness, he went different paths because he was now governed by a different system. And I don't know who I am. Get into the water, you'll soon find out who you really are. No, on that when you were, you know, they did put the Sprinkle left, right. No, no, no. Water baptism is full immersion. And hear me. I got baptized a couple of times. Dr. Miles baptized me in the Jordan in, in, in Israel. Because I was baptized into a message of being saved. When I got, heard the kingdom message, I got baptized again. I said, that's the message I want. And when I came up, all of my life changed. God redirected my life. Because I'm in a different system. What I'm asking you to do this morning is not difficult. It's just that you must obey. What's the first thing going through your mind right now? How are we going to look in the water? I can't swim. Who's that? Whose voice is that? You get baptized into a message, man. And when you get the message, right, you get the Holy Spirit to guide you through the message. It changes your family, your home, your finances. It changes when you sow, how much you sow, where you go. I mean, different relations, from planes you have to get on and things, and God would tell me even this year. He says, I said, Lord, I'm just, I, I need a holiday. I need to go to the, to, 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 to back to the wilderness. The Lord says, this is the year you're not going back there. You're going to break through for everybody else and you're going to travel overseas. How, Lord, I need a jab. At, no, I said, none of that. I'm going to teach you how to break through the season. Are you with me? I'm only doing what I'm doing because I hear the voice of my Father. My sheep, hear my voice. Please stand to your feet. Stop believing the lie that you can make this without God, man. Stop believing the lie that you can just, it's innocent. It starts innocent, but I'm dealing with people that are so under pressure. Parents, older, children. Because they wouldn't take time at a young age to train their children about the voice of God. Samuel, Samuel, where are you? Where are you? If you have never been born again, this is your moment. If you've never known Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. If you never made Him the Lord of your life, this is your moment. If you never came to the door of the the sheep, He's the door for the sheep. His name is Jesus. If you don't know Him, you must be born again. Otherwise, you can't enter into this pasture. When was the day you said yes to Jesus? If you can't tell me that day, today is your day. For today is the day of salvation. You must, son, daughter, be born again. Otherwise you cannot hear His voice. That's the prerequisite to hearing His voice. Is to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I need to get born again. Or once I was connected to God and I'm so far from him, I just need to make right with the Lord this morning. I want to make this available to anybody who needs to feel they need to get saved or get born again. Please lift your hand high and say, pray for me. I want to pray for you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to pray that you're going to hear God's voice. Please just come. Come forward. I'm going to pray for you. Just come. Just come. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Come, we're going to pray for you.